walking down the street with my sack of tricks. No one ever guessed it's my bag of dicks. It's the podcast. Yeah, it's the podcast. I said I'm walking down the street with my sack of tricks. No one ever guessed it's my bag of dicks. It's the podcast. Motherfucking podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today is Monday, November 22nd, 2021. Episode 10 with UAPX. I'm your host, Finn. You can find all these shows at terraspaces.org. Joining us on the show, we have the UAPX alien. How you doing, man? I'm great. Thanks for inviting me, man. Good to have you. I know everybody in this space loves the whole space aspect of it, and that's kind of what drew me into your guys' channel, uh, the whole flying saucer thing. And I, I like the pixel art and stuff. And then I saw that you guys had some... Uh, charity partnerships in the works with uh, places like SETI. And I'm a big fan of SETI, the work that they do there, searching signals and, and all that stuff. And I just think that's really cool. How'd you get started in all this? Yeah, well, uh, I think it was like 17 years old when I discovered that SETI was using actual decentralized computing power to just decipher uh information that we were getting from space and since i was little i think the whole topic as you mentioned about flying saucers and aliens and all of that was really really impressive to me so that's how i got to know them because i actually put my computer to work for them in a way and i thought that was a great idea this was of course before anything like this was happening in terms of decentralization and blockchain and all of that so that's how I got to, to think about this project in particular and 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 say like if I'm releasing this this art project, I would like to donate some of this profit to this organization so they can keep doing research, you know, like scientific research. Yeah, that's 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 the main reason basically yeah that's they're answering the important questions i feel like like when i when i was a kid and even still today like i always think about how big the universe is and like man we can't be the only and we know now like back when i was in school we didn't really know about like the goldilocks zone and other habitable planets or anything but obviously now we have all this cool technology that we can detect these planets in far off spaces that that could or have the potential to to have life on them and just like i always like thinking about that and then i remember seth shostak from big picture science and the seti institute talking about how if there were aliens out there like the universe is so big we're so far spread apart that like their technology may not be good enough to get them this far you know like just like how we don't have the technology to i mean we can barely get humans to mars like we we got humans to the moon once uh i guess not according to some people but i i believe we did <laughs> I, I i like i like to think that we did at least and uh you know we have elon musk trying to send people to mars and stuff but it's like man that's so much further and then if if you take it a step past that like getting out of our solar system like it it's the distances are so great like the only thing our best our best way to do it was to send probes you know we we sent the voyagers out and like they sent back some crazy cool pictures and everything but in all of the our, our probes and everything, like we've never really detected anything that says, "All right, there's there's something intelligent going on here that's not like human made or not man made or woman made." It like we didn't do it. Say so maybe it's alien, but like we haven't detected that yet. But I, I always go back to the the Drake equation and, and just you you plug in the numbers of you know how many planets and then out of those how many habitables and then out of those how many could possibly have life and like the number's not zero so it's it's definitely a possibility yeah exactly and and this art rendition that I'm making because I started the concept and all of that I have a another guy in the team Nin he's from Venezuela and he he asked me when I when I said to him like I need some help with this I want to materialize my idea. He'd say to me like in because the whole team is from Latin America, right? We're two guys from Mexico, one guy from Venezuela, and we were saying like this. And I don't know if it was the same way everywhere, but I think it, it was like the whole theme of UFOs in like nineties two thousands fiction was so great that we wanted to reflect that. 
into UAPICS, right? So she wanted to, to show people that those aliens, those flying saucers were still there. And we care that our community meant those UAPICS. So they get a memento, of course, of, of this sort of nostalgic idea of going back to the 90s and 2000s, but also because I think the UAPICS uh, or in general, the UFO topic is about believing, right? It's it it, it may be I, I don't know if they're real or not. I want to say yes because I I do believe they are here somewhere. And nowadays we have more evidence going on that they are here, and we don't know what kind of phenomena there are. But it's kind of cool that this idea is putting together this sort of realization that. If we work together as a community, as a team, as as society, we can discover more about the deep truths of our universe, right? So that's what we wanted. I mean, this is this is not just about like an NFT sort of thing. We want to have some social impact, and that's also why we want to involve things like SETI and and Angel Protocol into our main like goal. So yeah, I mean. It's kind of I, I like I like the the whole topic involving not being alone in the universe. I think it's humbling to just accept that we're not alone. Yeah, way. yeah. I always go back to the the picture. It's like a, a bunch of different suns, basically, and it shows scale in a way because it's hard for our minds to to grasp like how big stuff yeah. is out there like shit's huge out there and like it shows our sun and like our sun's massive and you could fit so many earths in our sun and then like they showed the next step out is like these bigger suns and like just the size of stuff that's out there like it i just love all that all that space stuff like ever since i was a kid and i got those old time books they were not like the encyclopedia britannica i'm like dating myself here this it wasn't encyclopedias but it was like time magazine but they had a set of books and like one of them was all about oh, yeah. space and astronomy and i used to read the, I, not even read i was probably just staring at the pictures but i used to love those books so much i know what you mean yeah totally my dad was a big fan of like popular mechanics or something like that oh, yeah. and they had this charts where they would compare planets and tell you about how like space travel will work if we were able to travel speed light and how that was too slow in a way and things like that. Yeah. I remember I totally get you, bro. Yeah. There's a, there's a cool uh, scientific kind of physics, physicist rapper called Graydon square. And he had a line about the only thing you could bring to excite me is a ship capable of, of light speed. And like, ever since I heard that in his song, I was like, man, that's so true. Like, I'm kind of yeah. jaded and over anything unless it's like a ship that has, you know, FTL capabilities or something these days. That yeah. shit's cool. And, but we're, we're going to achieve it one day. I oh, think yeah. we're moving, moving fast into that, that direction. I was just listening to a podcast or I don't think it was, a, I think it was an interview by, I, I know, you know, Lex Friedman, right? Mm hmm. I was interviewing Neil Stephenson and they were discussing space travel recently and it's just a wonderful, amazing interview that encompasses all of this we're discussing right now. So Yeah, uh, I like this stuff when he's talking about AI and stuff. Like I really get into that. I, I liked a lot of uh, Ray Kurzweil's uh, Age of Spiritual Machines. I read that a bunch uh, when I was a little younger and just all of that kind of like futuristic technology I, I just love. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny that you're mentioning all these topics because you said before that we would probably have probes to approach deep space uh, places. In, uh, and this is something I wanted to reflect in the art of UAPX too, like including drones or some sort of reference to robotics and all the, all the human technology that we think aliens or extraterrestrials would use to approach to us because we don't know how they would approach to us as you mentioned right like they would maybe use i don't know coding or mats or whatever but uh, i'm sure they there'd be uh, like a strange sort of contact if they ever get to reach us yeah and, and we want to put those elements in in this art right now 
like for example one of the rarity features uh we have there is like a ufo that is accompanied by a whole fleet of ufos but you can also get like a drone that represents this kind of thing so it's all all full of moments that would put you into this kind of reflection about extraterrestrial life in my opinion but let's see i mean the, the public will decide we we've given away for for uapx right now we have some examples in our website it was really difficult to like finally release on terra but we're releasing on december the third and and we're excited because it's the first time that we that we we put this concept together and and also that we, as I said before, want to give something back to the community and also to the scientific community specifically. That's awesome. So, I, I mentioned at the beginning of the show a new website was coming soon, but uh, you do have a website up if you go to uapxterra.com. And then uh, if you click on the UAPX features, you can see some of the examples of the work. And then it goes through a list of the different uh, features and, and stuff that you can, you can mint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very simple static uh, website right now because we don't really have the resources to invest in. But oh, I feel wanted, that. Have you wanted, seen Terra Spaces? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, but we, yeah. But I mean, like, we we wanted to, you know, like just say what we're doing. We just just try to give more information because. Some of the people were saying, like, yeah, but this, how this differs from whatever NFT project? And, and of course, that's a question that we take into consideration because we, 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 we really want the community to be up with uh, our sort of view about aliens and UFOs and whatever. But we're right now in a very early stage, I think, and, and we have more things to come, but it takes time, so... Yeah, we yeah, can discuss we're, that. We're so yeah. early, in fact, it's kind of hard for a small project to find a decent place to mint that's not going to charge you like an arm and a leg and a kidney to uh, <laughs> to have access yeah. to like a candy machine right. or something else. So uh, it looks like you guys are minting on Random Earth. Uh, yeah, we, they have one of the cleaner experiences. Like their stuff seems to glitch the least you know like nowhere works really good but they kind of have some issues but they're like pretty expensive and then talus is like super affordable but like full of glitches and stuff and it just it's it's hard for a project because like you're their customer you're the customer of like the mint but then you have your own customers and if the mint doesn't deliver a really flawless smooth experience that's going to damage your name with your community so it, yeah. it's hard to, to like make all of that mm -hmm. yeah that's right i agree and i think random are those guys have been really really nice to us and we wanted to at first we wanted to release somewhere else and i think era was just the proper sort of universe to release you guys were looking at different blockchains before you and that's right what? yeah we were looking at different places of course not ethereum because we didn't have the money to do that oh the gas is uh, ridiculous yes yeah, <laughs> is just crazy man and and also the the sort of developers that we wanted to have they were charging more because we need some help we're just like the core team is three people but, but we said like if we if we keep going we need more people and if you mention ethereum they they would immediately want it want to charge you more you know they, they immediately related to all oh, these guys have the money because the gas fees are high and they still want to do it here yeah it's so, funny how it got that kind of uh, uh reputation about it it's like if you're using this you're either rich or dumb <laughs> like and that's really not how it is it's just that's that's the reputation of what people see there it's like man what uh what was it about terra that made you want to to mint there versus something else with low fees like a x XYZ, Tezos, or uh, a Cardano or something? Yeah, well, I think one of the main reasons, it was completely artistic, man. Like we say, if we launch UA Peaks, it's got to be on the Terraverse. Like, really? It has, to, it has to go, at the end of the day, it has to try to go and 
just impact the whole community behind like things like galactic punks and all of that you know like it had some sort of thing about the aesthetics that we liked and then we started doing research and we realized it was fairly cheap the ecosystem was still thriving and we liked that because we we're also starting and the NFT space just seemed right and we kept going and I think we re just decided like let's go for it like why not if there's people working on Solana there's pe people working on Cardano and stuff but Cardano you know it's a little bit slow but Terra I think it has more experience in this particular realm of releasing NFT things so yeah that's that's basically why we started and now we're just in love with the community and it's really funny because the Korean community is one of the most active with us like I, and I want to thank them because I don't speak Korean at all but I see that's the chat that is the most moving in in our in our Twitter and and Discord community right now so Oh yeah they love their NFTs yeah. and they're like super enthusiastic about it I love it I I uh, Google Translate has become my best friend when dealing with all of these different language communities and stuff and it's pretty amazing like you really couldn't do this you know 5 10 years ago like as far as being a, a truly global community you know like you have yeah. that language barrier there and the cultural barriers and stuff and Google Translate I mean there's still cultural stuff that like varies that you know we may not not quite understand but like if you can just get the message out and and get the text to translate like you can pretty much figure out what each other is trying to say it's pretty cool that's true and maybe sort of connect with other culture that you weren't even as you should be aware of, right? Like maybe they like the UAPX for some reason that I don't know about, but I now I want to know. I like maybe they had something similar and they want to relate to that in a way that I didn't know about, and that's great. I mean, maybe you could reach those kind of communities and cultures before, but also through a centralized sort of agency, right? And now it's just that we're we're all together in something that. It feels more social, more, yeah, more community driven. So I yeah. really like that about the Korean community. That's awesome. And even just the, the Terra community at large is, is a very enthusiastic community just of themselves. Like compared to, I've been in a lot of different blockchain spaces and ETH and BSC and ADA and stuff. And I keep mm -hmm. coming back to the Terra communities just being the most, tightly knit you know they they have their fudders and they have their disagreements and stuff but at the end of the day like they're a really strong friendly group of people it's really cool to see them come together on all of these different protocols and projects that's true yeah i i agree and and i think the more it grows the it gets better right so yeah, and I we're like, still in such early here. times. Like, it's everything is so early with this. Like, it, it's exactly. it's unbelievable that we're able to do what we're doing at, at this stage. And I'm just, I, I keep going back to the whole metaverse thing and Kurzweil's uh, telling us that we're going to have lenses that augment our reality and stuff. And then we see Terra whales a couple days ago coming out with their augmented reality whales. It's like, oh man, it's happening. I'm so excited. I might live long enough to see this shit. Like I, I get so excited over that. That's true. Yeah. I feel the same way. Like I, I'm 35 years old and I'm always thinking about this. Like, am I going to see these developments? Like, I just want to live, I don't know, like 50 or 60 years more just to see yeah, this. Yeah, full know? immersion. I want to live long enough to be able to upload my consciousness into the internet that'd or be, a blockchain or whatever. <laughs> and that'll be the most amazing thing ever. I agree. Just yeah. put me into one of these UA picks and let me fly around a video game for a few days exactly. or something, you know? No, that'd be awesome. And that's why we wanted to start early with Terra. You know, we wanted to wanted to be there from the beginning. We were a little bit late. We were almost releasing in November, but some things happened and the, the team moved a little bit. But we're here and we're back and we want to release this. We, 
we dropped the price. We wanted to be fair with the community. We don't want to take a lot of profit of it. We want to just keep going and pay our salaries, basically, and get back to SETI, get back to Angel Protocol. And we're here for our long run. That's, that's what I'm hoping. And that's yeah, why, I, why we wanted to be here as we could. I love what Angel Protocol is enabling all of these nonprofits to be able to do and, and not have to worry about like, Oh man, are we going to be able to pay our electric bill or this or that? Like they, they get to focus on the work that they're doing rather than stressing over shit. Are we going to be able to keep the, keep the lights on another month, you know, and that, that kind of stress, like financial stress is the worst, you know, when you don't know where your next meal is coming from, or when you don't know if you're going to be able to pay your employees or, you know, keep your business running like that, that's the worst. And it takes away from people being able to focus on their work. So angel coming in and being like, we got you, here's endowments and they keep feeding through anchor protocol and, and multiplying and all of this. Like it's what they're building here in this ecosystem is just huge. And then on top of that, to have their own stable, I mean, UST is a beast and like it's, it's phenomenal. I'm super glad to, to be able to be a part of it here. Yeah, me too. And that's why we also wanted to just get involved with, as you said, like angel protocol, because look like here in, in Latin America it's really difficult as an artist to live, properly and i think everywhere is the same we, we feel the same way and now that we have this opportunity to just work wherever we want and also get our salaries and help the community and involve more artists from our community it's perfect man and if it's terra if it's ada or whatever i don't care like we just need artists to be empowered and also aware of this situation going on at the beginning, like, for example, this guy, uh, Nin from Venezuela, he was really skeptical. Like, how do you do this? And how, how, how would I get my bills? Like, how would I pay them? And I was explaining to him, like, it's not a matter of just money. It's, it's a matter of connection and, and, and just being able to grow together as an artist. No, as artists, sorry. So, yeah, that's... I think it's amazing to be a part of this since the very beginning, as you said. I feel like it's almost bringing on a new renaissance time where we're getting away from, oh, artists only make money when they're dead. That whole mindset of like, you know, old school art and, and artists just, I guess the, the image of the starving artist just forever not having enough to eat and that pain fueling the art sort of thing. It's like, it doesn't have to be like that. Like there are better ways. We just didn't really know until now. And this technology presents itself and all of these people hard at work, coding it up and making this, this ecosystem and these platforms that we can use. I'm super excited to see what the future holds as far as uh, encouraging more art and less like factory style, I guess, kind of school training stuff. Stuff like that. Yeah, totally. That that particular topic is also amazing. I was today I was thinking about it. Like, what can we do with NFTs for education? Like that's a big topic. It it, it could improve education a lot. And it's not about certifying your whatever through an NFT. No, I, I'm meaning like what if we implemented this kind of, what if you wanted to take a course with this artist and you can only access it through this particular mint because it's like just some sort of master class or whatever, you know, like we need to improve our ways to make education as decentralized as possible too. That's a really and, good and, idea. When instead of minting JPEGs, we're minting textbooks or minting a course or something like that. Like, yeah, it, yeah that's really cool. An experience, man. Like even a metaverse experience. I don't know. Like it's it's really funny because I think I mentioned before that I was trained as a philosopher. Like I studied a PhD in philosophy, and my issue with that is that I grew away from it, from from that sort of um, place, because one, universities are just not the way of doing things right now. Like, they are so overcrowded, they, they charge a lot of money, 
you don't see that money back in like 20 or 30 years if you're lucky. If you're lucky, yeah. yeah. People still yeah. paying student loans from like 25, 30 years ago because the job they thought was going to be there wasn't there or True. wasn't what they expected because school didn't train right. them as, as best as they could have. Yeah, it's a mess. In, even in terms of uh, demand, like myself being a philosopher, like you couldn't... I couldn't get a job that easy, you know, because nobody's seeing us for what we are. And also that sort of approach to the NFT space, because I was a, a musician and, and an artist since I was like, I don't know, like 15 years old. But I, I think that the approach to the NFT space has given me this kind of magic formula where I have uh, financial, the creativity and the sort of social impact that I wanted to give in my life. So that's that's how I see it. That it, It's a very new space in a way, but I think it's all about the community and sharing and feedback. And we're open for any kind of suggestion. Like listeners, if you want to tell us something, if you like the topic, if you want to join us, if you want to tell us how to do stuff better we're open you know we we don't we don't want to be the the nft project of the year because we have the attention and our and uae peaks and 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 the ufo thing is the most wonderful no we want to we want to grow with our community we want to we want to listen to them we want to know what we're good for right we we want to we want to have that feedback when I look at them, the first suggestion comes to my mind is a game. Like, it looks like a fun Nintendo game. It reminds me of, like, Gradius. I used to play that a bunch, or maybe Giga Wing. Uh, that yeah, sort of yeah, yeah. pixel style. Yeah. I love that shit. Um, for my own curiosity, I, I'm not super familiar with it. Like, what sort of jobs are out there for someone that has a degree in philosophy? Like, are they just teaching related jobs? Or, like, what, what sort of stuff did you... Teaching, researching, writing stuff for other people, like freelance writers, journalists, blah, blah, blah. Okay. This. Nothing that really, like, piqued your interest as far as, like, I'm not really philosophizing much here. I'm just writing somebody's paper for them. Exactly. And, and you know, scholars tend to be a little bit, I don't know, like, shady sometimes. Because they would even hire students to write their papers. Because it's, universities also very limit and it's and it's really like bureaucracy right now it's really disappointing to see that they're behaving more like enterprises yeah it's a business and especially when we saw what came out with the people getting their kids hired because they just paid people you know at the colleges or getting placement for paying like that's so shady yeah it is shady but i mean those are the normal kind of jobs that you can get but I'm seeing more and more people trained in not only philosophy, like history or sociology or those things, more involved in financial things, NFTs, all of that. And I think this is why I think this is a revolution. Man. Like, it's really changing the way we play. And it doesn't matter from which background you come from. It's it's more about how you how you use decentralization and blockchain to solve real problems and from, you know, like getting your bills paid to exploring yourself in a different artistic way that you weren't thinking about. Like normally you would get jobs uh, as an artist, for example, I did a lot of music when I was younger and I would even have this gigs like, you know, like d making jingles for, for companies or whatever. And the pay was honestly shit. I don't know if I can say shit. Oh yeah. You so annoying to, to get whatever money to just get through the day and i think things are just yeah changing right now and that's like soul-sucking work too unless you're really into commercial jingles like as a musician first to have to sit there and be like i guess if i want to eat today i gotta make this shitty jingle and it's like it definitely like wears on you after a while i could imagine yeah it it, it is really 
not the best to do if you're a musician if you and if you feel or consider yourself to be a creative person right yeah i like to make rap music and raps and i feel like if if tide or some like nike came to me and was like we need a rap about our shoes i would be like yeah that's not me i'm sorry and then they'd be like we're gonna give you five million dollars i'd be like yeah i'll make it work (laughs) (laughs) it'd have to be a big number though for me to have to do that for sure That'd, that'd be a good case scenario, I think. Right. <laughs> They'll be talking about that in philosophy classes for years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm thinking about, like, personally, I don't mean with, um, with this particular project, UA Peaks, but I'm thinking about education, and I want to I wanna know how. I'm, I'm thinking about ways to relate philosophy to the NFT space and education, as I was mentioning you. But you, you mentioned, I don't know, like selling books, right? There's a whole community in literature and, and poetry and philosophy, and they just don't know where to sell their stuff, and they are very good, not only here in, in Latin America, but there in the U.S. I know people there that are struggling a lot to get published. And I think it's, it's not about being published anymore. It's a, it's, it's a different way to do businesses right now, and it's just it's, you can get your salary your money but get involved in new technologies too because i think technology is normally giving us giving us new spaces to develop professionally speaking oh yeah and we don't even know what they're gonna be until we get into the technology and start using it and then somebody comes along with a slightly different perspective and they're like hey what if we used it for this? And then that just right. changes the whole game. And then that line propels forward from there. And it, yeah, it, that shit's cool. I noticed at the bottom of the UAPXTerra.com site, you have a, a little track down there. Is that your music that you made? Yep. Hell yeah. That. Yeah. We have music going on too. Yeah, that's awesome. We will, we will have something to do with, with music. But it's not yet released, and I want to be really, like, careful about some stuff that I'm working with right now. Yeah, for sure. Wanna, you don't need to leak too wanna... much alpha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think music is also very important for our project, because I've always been, like, a very musical person. And I think, or well, I was thinking, when I, when I composed that song, I was thinking about how the aliens would communicate with us. Like maybe they would use songs, you know. I was trying to portray that in that particular song, and then I said to myself, like, how do I make this maybe mintable or something? And I, I got in touch with one guy at Talis, and, and he said, like, well, you can do it on Talis right now. And I said, like, yeah, why not? And I just, like, actually, one week ago, I minted one of my songs in Talis, and I was... I don't know how it works because I need I need to get in touch with the developers, but maybe there is a way to mint an image with a song with a something else, you know, and that's how you deliver more content and more utility to this NFT space. I think. Yeah, I think at that point too, it it becomes more about the the side stuff that like the buckets that store the information. Cause I think right now, like there's, you couldn't like say, for example, mint, you know, like a movie or something just because the file size and everything. But I feel like once that sort of thing gets, gets worked on and I'm sure people are working on it. Like, you know, the, I'm sure the MPAA and the movie companies are like, Oh yes. NFTs are very hot right now. We must mint all of our movies and then sell them as NFTs or some shit like that. But like, it'll get there. I mean, it's all about conveying, you know, information. That's all music is. That's art. Like that's, that's at the base core of it. We're just conveying information. So it's, that's basically what all these computers and and shit is, is doing. It's all just information. That's right. Yeah. 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 And maybe not movies, but I think music can be the next sort of NFT place to be at. Yeah. I'm thinking about, and and if it's through UA peaks, I will, I will do it. That'd be cool. I'd mint a rap song of mine through them. Sorry? I said I'd mint a rap song of mine through UA Picks. Just put the put the track playing in my flying saucer and shit. That'd be awesome. 
That would be awesome. And I was thinking about that because imagine, I don't know, like UAPs, they come from a different sort of universe to invade the Terraverse, right? That's the sort of lore behind the, inba the invasion. And I was thinking maybe these guys just listen to different kinds of songs and music and they haven't played in their UAPs. And, and it's funny you mentioned it because I, I thought about that. Like, it would be really cool if you could open with your NFT some sort of song that is unique to you. You know, like some oh, sort that's of, a really like, good idea, like tied to your address somehow. And then that, so, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And, and that's some, I'm, I'm talking about the future right now because now, and I, I want to take some, a little bit of time to say this, like right now we have the 4,950 UAPX mint. That's the first thing we, we're going to have. But then after, if we, if we mint half of it, we want to do the alien companions. Alien Companions is like the actual pilots of the ship, and you can also mint them. It's going to be like a secondary mint, but we want to do that. And it'll be and tied to the ship, or it'll be its own separate thing? It'll, we want it to be uh, like integrated, right? We, we want it to be referred to the UAPs because it's its own crew that you will mint. Right, and that should be possible because that kind of feels like kind of how Space Loot first released the text and then they, uh, a little while after that, they released being able to mint your Space Loot into the ship, like render the actual ship. So I feel right. like that somebody's done a contract like that. It's just a matter of finding them and, and figuring out how it's done. Yeah, yeah, I think it's possible. I would and love I, to see I, the... I, Go ahead. I imagine after that if we can aggregate these songs to the to the UAPs, that'd be just awesome. Like it would give it more more value basically because it's it's we want art to be multimedia, right? We want we, we don't want it to be like just a, a PNG or whatever that you download and that's it. We want value to be added. Yeah, an Maybe experience, not, a, not just a, an image, like a full experience. Yeah. And also, in the future, maybe you want to integrate this into a game. But we need time and we need to wait for Terra Network to develop, to the whole thing to develop and see even recruiting more people because we're three people right now and it's kind of difficult. Yeah, to and that's like game dev is like another kind of dev from yeah. your regular Rust dev. Like the, the, it's a lot of work for sure to, to create a game and then to make that game fun for people to play. Like that's a whole nother set of people and, story, and day yeah. jobs, but it's definitely possible. It. It's, it's absolutely oh. possible. That's true, yeah. And we're seeing that in the future, but we're seeing it. Yeah, and I mean, we're we always talk about how we're we're so new at, in this space that like we're, there's such a massive shortage of Rust devs right now. I always try and make it a point on all of these episodes to like tell people like if you're looking at coding to get into, if you're a, a younger person and you're like wanting to code, like start learning Rust because there's a whole bunch of people here that will hire you once you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's an opportunity. I think it's a big one, and we're definitely early. So, if you're one of the first, eh, man, like you can you can profit from it, and you can influence others. And yeah, like learn Rust. <laughs> that's a that's the thing. Trial and error. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. And and also, if if anybody like has, as I said before, if, if you have some idea if you're a coder or whatever just approach us it'd be it'd be awesome to share more of our project with you and maybe work together yeah and that's we try to do that here at intern capital uh that's where we record all of our shows from and stuff uh we're basically just a, a room full of interns all working on all sorts of different projects and we have job postings and stuff so if uh usually people that come on the show they're like oh i need this so we'll throw it up in the job posting and if uh, an intern has the bandwidth to do it then it'll get done and if not it'll sit up there until somebody gets it done uh, so it's pretty cool yeah. trying to like connect everybody with their their strong suits and everything and the amount of time that they have because you know some of us have day jobs some of us just put in our yeah. two weeks notice at our day jobs and some of us just work from home and have a little more bandwidth to, to kind of cover that stuff i imagine yeah but thank you that's why i'm really thankful that you invited us here and 
we're reaching out you know we wanna we wanna grow we wanna make this whole thing a reality and and maybe have like a whole universe in the future that is a different place to be at i mean i, I work in, on pixel art and i love pixel art but we never know like things like the sandbox and lunaverse and all of that we don't know what's going on and or what will be like going on in the future and we want to be there we want to be you want to also have some sort of experience in the metaverse, of course. Yeah. And that's, what's cool about this is like, there's room for everybody. Like, as long as you're not out there just trying to straight up scam people, like uh, we've uh, seen yeah, with, with projects in the past with uh, waves and uh, I guess not really fractals. I, I feel like that dude just kind of lost interest in the project. I don't really know for sure what happened. Mm-hmm. Nobody does except for him, but we've seen it in the past. And I, I feel like it's those experiences that, make it harder for the community people that are leading and managing and moderating these servers to, to deal with that because everyone sees that and they're like, Oh, I, now I'm now my, my red flag alerts up and I, I, I don't want to, to get scammed again. So they're extra flighty and extra cautious and you have and to kind of go okay. above and I mean, beyond. I, do, I do the same. I, I also collect NFTs and I also invest in projects that I feel are doing things right and I think people is just being normal. Like they, they have more doubt or they, they, they just, they are more ex- skeptical and it's all right. I, I, they should be. Yeah, absolutely. People be skeptical. I'm a philosopher, man. Like I wouldn't tell them like, just throw your money there and be blessed. No, like <laughs> invest if you like the art, invest if you like the experience, invest if you like utility, invest in whatever you like, but some research of course do your own research and also just try to be a little bit patient too because this is early we, yeah we can't have the best projects right now because we don't have the infrastructure even it's, it's really early right now yeah and i feel like people forget that because of how smooth a lot of the protocols experience like anchor works so good the apollo stuff yeah. works good like nexus works good everything works well so they get into some nft servers and it's like well why isn't this done yet and it's like dog we just started coding this like give it a month like at least you know it takes least, time yeah. not everybody had a full full stack dev team on on deck to like hit this you know some people uh we interviewed hippie from lunapunks and like that whole project's just him and of like man you you need like some community people you need you need to just be coding then if like you can't do all of it by yourself and i feel like some of these people come in and they just expect rome to be built in a day with one person it's like uh, that's definitely not how it works let's be patient with these people Yes, if if we were a big like gaming company, I don't know, like Activision or something like. Yeah, yeah, we got EA in the house here with their freaking room full of devs. That's not definitely that's not how it works right now, but we're doing our best. Like that's that's what we have to do right now and. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not saying like if, if, you know, two or three weeks go by and you haven't heard from them, you, you obviously as a, as a team, you have to balance that development time and then communicating to the public and to your community what's being developed. You, you obviously, if you can help it, you don't want the developer doing that because that's time away from development or time away from preventing burnout. Like people need to rest, people need to sleep, yeah. people have families, stuff like that. So yeah, it, as long the- as you can. Holiday season is coming, and yeah, exactly. Like people are busy. Just because you're at home in your in your mom's basement with all the time in the world doesn't mean the rest of us are. You know, <laughs> we, we wish we want we wanted it to be there. But. I know my mom had the dopest basement. We used to have land parties and shit. Yeah, man, I used to love that. <laughs> Shout out to my well, mama. We have, soon, soon we will have metaverse cool parties going on then. Yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm here for. I, I wanna hop in my UA picks and fly to my intergalactic planetary planet and like I there's so much potential with all this stuff and, and the metaverse and all of the galaxies people are creating. It's super cool to have a piece of this and that's kinda that's how I rationalize my my NFT addiction is like oh, I'm I'm owning a piece of history. It's a time capsule. I'm I, I'm not even trying to resell these. I'm just like I, I have a problem and I keep minting them and you know now it's my 
my my my history book in a way. Yeah, it's true. I I think it, they are part of history. It, there's history being made. Yeah, here Gen One NFTs on all of these different chains. Like that's. I mean, it's nothing now. But like, think back, like the original Game Boys or like the original Nintendos that came with the yeah. robot. <laughs> if you're that old yeah. and remember that shit, like those <laughs> yeah, are worth so we're, much we're money older now. Enough. <laughs> God, I had all yeah. that stuff when I was a kid, and it's like, yeah, oh, man, there were so much money now. They were just toys. I feel like we're at that precipice of the next stage of that. It's like all of these NFTs and all of this different technology that's being created. Like, shit's going to yeah. be in a museum one day. <laughs> and it will. It will. It, it's a, it may be on the metaverse, but it will. Uh, we, were, we were talking to Artsy Apes yesterday on the podcast, and uh, one of their people is an actual art curator, and she was telling us about how all of these normal like galleries and gallery artists and stuff are starting, like NFTs have gotten on their radar, starting to pique yeah. their interests. And I, I feel like this is just, once the technology and the platforms get more polished and are ready for like the normies to adopt it, like it's going to blow up. It, it's gonna, so crazy. It's yeah, I agree. Totally. That's awesome. Well, we're looking forward to your mint. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to mention before we wrap this up? You guys are coming out December 3rd on Random Earth, so keep an That's eye out true. for that. We'll have links in the show notes at terraspaces.org, get you in their Discord server. And are you guys doing like whitelists or anything like that, or is it just kind of a we are, first? We are doing an OG whitelist, and it's still going on. We had a, a giveaway like one week ago. We have another giveaway soon. And we have to wrap up the whitelist and OGs will be able to mint up to, I think, five UA picks for only 4950 USTs. 13% of it is going to go to SETI and Angel Protocol. And Angel Protocol is going to receive like 5% of royalties. So guys, only for that, try to support us here. And we have more news to come. We will give you more about the alien companion soon but i'm working on that art right now and i want to polish it but soon like next week probably or even before you'll have more information on that and i hope we can connect the ua picks with alien companions and alien music at the end oh all man together. that would be and awesome and then after after that we can discuss the metaverse and gaming and all of that but it's definitely upfront in our in our in our view in our in our horizon so thank you very much i hope you like the art project here and social impact things we're trying to to have here and yeah thank you finn for having us here yeah absolutely uh what we've been doing recently i don't know if you've got them available but if you have a few whitelist spots i've been making a form for our listeners to fill out and then having you guys just pick like a random one or two or three however many spots you want uh, i'm not sure if that's something you're open to but let me know and i can definitely put that on the site when we post the episode here later today no, 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 let's do it. I didn't know you had that thing going on, but we're open for that. Yeah, very definitely. cool. Yeah, we started it with Terra Bay. They opened it up and mentioned it, and I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. So then I've just kind of started mentioning it to everybody else, and if they want to, cool. If not, not a big deal at all. Happy to, to do this regardless. So, uh, But yeah, the listeners like it. They they have been checking the, the podcast posts now and looking for these form links to click so that they can have a chance to win. Because like me, not all of us have time to like invite 100 people to a server or or post all day like some of us have jobs and kids and all that so it's cool to have an opportunity to be able to just randomly win a spot you know just for filling out a form all we ask for is your discord name and then your wallet address and then i've been asking how many nfts you hold just kind of gives me a, a fun graph to look at it's interesting to see the variations. some people are like this is going to be my first one and some people are like oh, i have 384 nfts <laughs> oh, that's, cool. that's a good idea actually to have some sort of information around that yeah yeah, yeah awesome we're open for it, of course yeah. cool I'll, I'll put it up on the site then and uh yeah we'll we'll get some people over to the discord and we're super looking forward to this i, I love the whole city and and any any project that gives back to angel is a in my book so <laughs> thanks yeah well that's what we got to do oh yeah well we appreciate your time thank you man appreciate it absolutely thanks for listening y'all that was ua picks the invasion's coming December 3rd. Check them out on randomearth.io and check out their website at uapxterra.com. 
for the podcast and terraspaces.org. I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check out our show schedule. We've got a ton of stuff coming up throughout the week and a bunch of random Terrace or Twitter spaces recordings uh, we've been trying to catch. So uh, keep an eye out for that on the ether. It's a new section on the website. All that stuff is at terraspaces.org. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Watching these debates like what a bunch of noise When the illusion of choice outmaneuvers your voices No one really knows what the fuck is going on here Sitting in the bunker, waiting for the all clear It's like we're getting steered towards the motherfucking iceberg Captain all drunk deciphering where the ice lurks And we thought 2020 was gonna be a nice year Living with the plague like, who brought the mice here? Try to think of it as another simulation Game full of bugs, but it's still fun to play It's like we're aliens, beta testing earth Digging in the dirt, trying to earn a little girth the beast is silent when it defeats the riders living outside trying to meet this virus if you want to watch it all burn from the sky rise delete the science and increase the righteous living like a jerk return to feed the worms vibing like a tree just breathing out the words be careful outside them police is violent feeling like i finally earned some peace and quiet piece of pie first trying to be the fat kid you least admire feast of fire when the beasts of burden are getting all bored but at least we're certain we found the imposter living among us fussing with hunches another big chungus bludgeon don't worry the fungus will clean up the guts and get us to function on fleeting assumptions i'll see through the rust from rush to rush shower stacked up like a bunch of junk so hush your muff before we stuff your luck and break your fucking neck to this like bust a bust Bleeding impulsive, the meeting controls it when breathing corrosive, no eating the bullshit, feeling the worth like it's gonna be a good year. Now we're all tired, stop treading on the work here. down the street with my sack of tricks no one ever guessed it's my bag of dicks it's the podcast yeah it's the podcast i said i'm walking down the street with my sack of tricks no one ever guessed it's my bag of dicks it's the podcast motherfucking podcast